Stay tuned for a conversation about friendship, the effort that it takes, and how to find true friends. I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Everybody, before we get into this, I just want to quickly say last episode, we said, oh, we're going to have a great season finale. It's going to be some special guests. That's that's not the case. Unfortunately, we had a little something happen and uh, we were not able to record the episode we were planning on, but we're still here. We're going to do uh, the very last episode of season three, which is today. We're talking about friendship and let's get right into it. Amir, you got a question? You got an idea? You want something, you want something to start with? Growing up, did you ever find that friendship was easy for you or difficult for you? Hmm. Very good question. <laughs> Very good question. Uh, I have only recently started reflecting on this, and I would say now, thinking about it, um, I never associated like I, I I connected like people kind of liking me with friendship, but I didn't really have a whole lot of close friends. And I say specifically in high school, I knew a lot of people. Did a lot of things with a lot of people, but I didn't have a whole lot of people you could like really go to. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, or at least that I felt that mutual support and and love and care by. So I think recently I've realized that I've actually lacked good quality relationships and friendships that I am looking for in my life. Um, so I think it's mm-hmm. a good starting question because we kind of get to need to know, you know, the basis before we get into this. How about you? For me, I found that I have always kind of been friends with people older than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Almost always. Like, even when I was a baby, apparently I just hung out with the older kids. Um, when I was a, like six or seven, I always hung out with the older cousins and everything like that. And so I always found that my friends tended to be older than me. And so I would say amongst peers my age, like before 2020 or even 2019 you know it, it it was kind of rare for me to find a friend that i connected with on that really really deep level mm-hmm. kind of prior like around who was around my age prior right. to you know like leaving high school and i think an important idea here to consider is aristotle's three levels of friendship okay i don't know these so let's do it encyclopedia mode let's go okay so um aristotle postulates that there are three levels or types of friendships each at varying levels of depth level one is a friend of level one is a friend of pleasure Mm -hmm. so you enjoy hanging around with each other you have fun together that's kind of what it is. And I find that lots of high school friendships tend to be this because you're in close proximity to one another. Right. You're just there to kind of have fun with one another. Right. And there's nothing wrong with those. You know, we all need different types of friends. So friends of pleasure. Number two, friends of utility. You're friends mm-hmm. with them. Kind of it's useful to one another to be friends, right. you know, in the sense that, oh, um, we can benefit each other if we study on this thing together or we're in the same sort of circumstance so we can get through this together. And then that bottom layer is true friendships or friendships of the soul or friendships of the heart. And that's the true like deep connection that I think we all crave. 
And so going back to kind of my own friendship history, prior to leaving high school, I only really had friends of pleasure and friends of utility. Very rarely did I feel like I had um, true friends mm-hmm. in a way. Not not in the sense that, oh, everyone hated me and like I had no friends, but like, of, you know, of course I had friends and I appreciate it, but I never necessarily felt that super deep connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I haven't... Like a few people. Right. I haven't heard it described that way. I haven't heard that that thing. You said it's Aristotle. That was his. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that. And that I feel like that's very that's something I have thought about. I just haven't seen it broken down that way. Where it's like, oftentimes it's really easy to get unless you're being aware of it. Like intentional friendships, you often just become friends with the people that are around you and whatever you're doing, whether it be at mm-hmm. work, whether it be at school, uh, somewhere that you're like maybe you're at the gym or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have to seek out certain friendships and like pursue them um if you want to develop that true friendship is what i i think you know um i've discovered and the reason everybody listening uh, and watching this is why we want to talk about it is because we just obviously the last two episodes were in person um my girlfriend maria and i went down and visited annie and amir and we were all like we've never felt this way about other people like friendships this strong and it just got us thinking about about these things and mm-hmm. and something I want to share, and I think we've kind of talked about, but is is how um, it just feels like with our friendship specifically, um, it's made me realize that I have been missing these things because I feel fully supported and and um, cared for and loved by you, another person, without you expecting anything in return. It's that un- true unconditional love, and. And I've always felt to some degree like I almost have to act a certain way or do something different because, and that may be something I'm putting on or I feel that I have, like, I'm not going to be accepted fully if I'm not, but you know what I mean? It's like you, I felt that maybe like in a romantic relationship, but with like a French, somebody that you just, just a friend, you know what I mean? Um, And actually feeling that and experiencing it was like whole different perspectives. Like this is what I've been missing. You know what I mean? Um, And so I want to thank you for being a great friend <laughs> and of course, uh, right back at you. Um, and for, for all of that and being that kind of person. But have you experienced that, that kind of shift in like true friendship and discovering it and then going, Oh, like this is it. I think what I've discovered about true friendship is that it's not necessarily about the people that you meet, but rather about the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And so I've found that for myself in the past, when I was in high school and predominantly just meeting friends of pleasure and friends of utility, that's because I myself wasn't confident enough to open myself up to being unconditionally loved by other people like that. You know, I wasn't mature enough for that. But I found that, you know, as I'm growing and as I'm getting older, I feel like that's the reason why we connect, you know, why viewers Harrison and I connect, you know, so well. I think it's because we're both you know, whole healed people, adults, essentially, Mm. you know, it's not just, you know, kids running around, but it's like, you know, it's who we are at this point in time. And yeah, that's my reflection for that. I think you attract the right people, you, you attract who you are, Mm. you know, and if I look back in the past, was I being the best friend? Eh, To be honest, not really, you know, 
I kind of just wanted to hang out with people for fun and nothing wrong with that. You know, just hang out with people for fun or it was useful because we did homework together, but I never really like showed up and was like vulnerable to people in that way, in like Mm -hmm. a truly authentic way without hesitation or without kind of, you know, yeah, without any kind of guards or anything like that. And so Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's based on maturity and growth. Yeah. And I also just wanted to correct something as well. I said like friendship of the heart, or friendship of the soul. Um, Aristotle said friendships of good. And basically mm. it's based on mutual respect and kind of admiration for one another. Right. That's kind of what he meant. Exactly. We just, yeah, what I mentioned. Uh, I think I'd love to touch on something I saw. Drew just did an episode and most of the episode, they actually talk about friendship and um, uh specifically loneliness is kind of what I want to mention mm. because he was talking about actually like the health, negative health implications of loneliness. And one of them is like loneliness can have the same impact as like smoking 15 cigarettes a day on you physically, mentally, and like spiritually, like just in general on your body. And um, it's pretty crazy to me that that those things can impact you so strongly. And it's like um, community is one of the, number one markers of like if you can increase your mortality or not right is having good friendships and relationships but the thing i wanted to mention is that she said um uh this is dr marissa g franco is her name and she was saying how um like how do you know if you're lonely like what is loneliness she goes um if you're by yourself and you're not seeking companionship friendship then it's alone time if you're by yourself, but you're seeking friendship, companionship that you don't have access to, then you're lonely. You know, it's really an interesting thing about you might be feeling loneliness and that is scary maybe to hear and say, but acknowledging that can be a big difference. I was like, I've definitely been there. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm still there in some aspects of my life. You don't think about it that way. Um, you know, the way she worded it is so beautiful. But um, what are your thoughts on, on loneliness since we're mm. here? Oh, it's so real. I feel like the last two years have shown us that, you know, like, and for context, I mean, the last two years of like lockdowns and all that kind of stuff, it's really shown us that, you know, um, just how important social interaction is, you know, we're, we're humans, we're social animals, right? We, we literally adapted and evolved to be in community with one another. And that's how we survived this far because we formed communities and tribes and we had empathy and connections right? And that's what kept us safe and together. Um, There are definitely times in my life where I have felt very lonely, and I think we all have. Um, And I think kind of the, yeah, you know, let's go there. Let's be vulnerable. I think kind of the hardest loneliness to deal with is not necessarily when you are alone, but when you're surrounded by people and you still feel lonely. Exactly. So this is this is kind of what um, she was touching on, because Drew said, "I have, you know, I've seen people. They got a lot of people around them, but they're some of the loneliest people." And she goes, "Yeah, you might not realize you're lonely. You're around people, but are your needs being met that you like want? You know what I mean? In a friendship, it doesn't matter how many people are around you. Are you getting that support and care and authentic love mm-hmm. from those people? And if you're not, 
then yeah, it hurts, right? Like like what you're saying. Do you have a personal experience you want to share or somewhere you were going with that? It's interesting. It's always at the start of like my educational experiences. So when I first entered high school, I remember that being like some of the loneliest times of my life. Like I was making so many friends left, right and center. I would, you know, I would consider like I was a little popular back in high school and stuff, but it was the loneliest, you know, I, yeah. I felt. And furthermore, I feel like when I went to university, you know, my first little bit in uni, um, I also felt, you know, that kind of loneliness as well. And then interestingly enough, though, <laughs> interestingly enough, when I left school and dropped out and essentially had no social structure or social life, I didn't feel all that lonely, mm. which is really weird because you'd expect, oh, wait, you have no social, like you don't have that social structure mm -hmm. that you grew up with. Um, at first, it was difficult. At first it was because, you know, we spend our entire lives in school, right? Up until, you know, we choose to leave and stuff. Um, but surprisingly, I feel like I was just attracting people who were also kind of in, you know, in that same groove, you know, who also wanted to go out and do their own thing. And so I was connecting with them on a deeper level. So even though I had less people around me, I feel like I had, you know, a deeper level of friendship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And so that was kind of my experience. What about here's you? Some, here's something interesting. It was also talked about on the podcast. Everybody should just go listen to this episode. It's great. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, I believe it's 425 on the Drew Pro podcast, if you're interested. Mm -hmm. I know this because I was editing stuff for it. Um, uh -huh. And one of the other interesting things they mentioned, Drew said, he goes, you want to find good friendships. And that's like a goal of yours. Where do you start? It's hard. It's hard to just, you can't just go, there's so many people in the world. It's hard to just find those people. And he said, go to where people grow. Where do people grow? Maybe it's a photography class if you're into photography, or maybe it's some sort of personal development workshop or whatever. Like where are people actively trying to better themselves and learn and grow? Those are often people that are open to new friendships. And, and if those are similar interests to you, you will meet you know, those kind of people there. If you just go to, up to somebody on the street and you are like at a coffee shop, or whatever, it could be anybody. But this way you're able to kind of narrow it down and filter out maybe the people that you don't want to spend time with or that, that aren't meeting your needs and find at least more, there will be more people there that will. And I think that was an interesting thing and it's kind of a fun way to say it. Um, Lewis Howes originally said it, but it was go where people grow. And I like that. I like it mm -hmm. a lot. When you talk about in school, we get become friends with the people in our environment or whatever, but it's like, then make your environment, you know, hold the people that you want to be around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, an important caveat to put in this. So I'm going to be pulling a lot of references from, um, so I, so viewers, if you don't know, I edit videos for a YouTuber and recently she did a video on friendship, which I edited. So it's all kind of fresh in my head right now. So I'm going to be pulling in a lot of references from there. And one caveat that I want to make is that it's, you know, there's probably someone out there saying, you know what, Harrison and Amir, it's easy for you guys to say you're, you're, you know, you're confident, you're both extroverts, you know, like you're, you're both, you can both go do that, but I'm an introverted person. You know, like I want to connect with people, but I, I don't know how to. It's not my natural strong suit, right? Introversion. What what do you say to that? Like, how can someone who is perhaps on the more introverted and closed book side of things, you know, 
find connections because mm. i think you know we all crave connection on that kind of level how do you think someone who's more introverted and more of a closed book can find that mm-hmm. it's hard to, hard to share because i haven't had that experience personally it makes me think of we could do a whole another episode on on that intro like being introverted or being extro- extroverted mm. uh because i would argue in a lot of ways i'm introverted as weird as that sounds uh anyway I for, I know what you're talking about, and what? I'm I know I, that's a whole different. What? We'll talk about that next season, maybe. I mean, you're saying, okay. what are you talking about? What? Um, and but anyway, um, what would I say to that? I mean, I think I think it still is like finding people similar to you. You might find it at least for it to be easy. It doesn't mean that you can't be friends with an extroverted person or somebody that's outgoing. But it probably will be easier for you to, you know, share. It goes to like shared experiences, I think. Like, you know, if you have someone that has a similar life experience or they're going through similar things and they feel that way, it's like, it's like me talking about this. It's hard for me to relate to that in many ways where it's like, I don't find it super challenging to go up and talk to people or whatever. And I've worked on that, but I know a lot of people do. So then if you can, if you know of somebody, you know, maybe that's a good place to start. I don't actually know. Like, I'm sure there's, there's places where it's, people that are trying to improve their social skills or, or they want to better themselves at that. Um, I'm not sure. Do you have anything in mind? Because you brought up the question because I'm not even, I'm not even sure if I'm qualified to, to try to answer that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm going to directly reference the video. So um, imagine a quadrant. Okay. Four boxes. Okay. Each one correlates to a different thing. Okay, in the top left side, you have extroverted, open book. AKA, you're extroverted, you're an open book. It's easy for you to just share and open up. On this side, you have extroverted, closed book. So you're extroverted, but you're still kind of not opening up about your own vulnerabilities. So you're meeting and hanging out with a lot of people, but you're not necessarily being super open. This is a good description because I I have never thought about this way, but there's people I know like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly, right? So it's the type of person who's like super extroverted and you're with them all the time, but you feel like you don't know them. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm sure we all know people like that. So extrovert close book. Good. On this side over here, you have introverted open book. So you might like your alone time a little bit more. You derive more energy from your solitude, but you still find it easy to be vulnerable and open up when asked to do so. And then on this side, we have introvert closed book. So you like your alone time, you like your solitude, but you also don't open up to people very much. Right. And this one, introvert closed book tends to be, you know, a little bit more shy and stuff. Now, the good news is for each of these quadrants, there are specific things that we can do to improve our relationships and our friendships based on where we fall. And obviously, you know, it's not like this is like a binary system where you are either this or that <laughs> and it's like forevermore, you know, it's it's not like the uh, Hogwarts sorting hat, you know, it, it's, a, uh, it's a spectrum. Okay, so I'm just going to go through them and, you know, give some questions and things to try extrovert open book and this is something that can apply to all of them but specifically to extrovert open book practice active listening so for example when you're sitting in a conversation i find that you know for myself i'm an extrovert open book i can easily steamroll a conversation you know if i'm not careful if i'm with a more introverted friend 
I can easily just barrage, you know, mm. but instead it's being mindful and taking a step back and asking myself, why am I thinking about what I want to say next instead of actually listening to the other person? Right? So it's that one extrovert closed book. Challenge yourself to try to give an honest answer to the question, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So it, it, it's not our natural forte. That's the thing with all of these. Is you might be like, oh, yeah, it's difficult. That's the point, you know, by challenging ourselves. And that's how we get out of our shell. Right? And so it, it requires effort. And I think that's the basic premise with friendships. And I'll get more to that point later because that's a really good one. Mm. Um, introvert, open book. I forgot the thing for that. Um, uh, I'll get back to that in the second one I remember. Okay. <laughs> introvert close the book. Now, this is kind of the spicy thing that we're talking about, you know, like how can someone who's more introverted and more closed off build good friendships and open up and stuff? Instead of, you know, trying to like immediately just open up and like show everything, which that's going to be so difficult for you to do right so i wouldn't even recommend doing that you know i completely understand like that's not your that's not going to be your strong suit it doesn't feel safe but what you can do is start to create that space of safety so for example instead of you opening up and asking you want to test the waters and see if the person that you're with right now the person who's your friend is willing to do like the the deep friendship dance with you right and so you can ask them questions ask them like oh what is it that lights you up or mm-hmm. oh what is it that you would what what is what would you do what would you do if you knew that you could not fail right and ask them questions and questions like what do you find your purpose to be and through that and through their answers you'll be able to suss out if they are a safe space for you to open up to Right? And in doing so, as you feel comfortable, you can perhaps share those answers to those questions yourself, if you feel comfortable. Right? You don't necessarily have to, but this is a good first step for you. I completely forgot the introvert open book the thing. The other one is um. <laughs> introvert open book is like, why are you, why are you an open book? And mm, yes, what's yes, yes, the yes. reason that you're vulnerable in that mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, what's the real reason? You're an open book. Are you being vulnerable and sharing everything as a means to actually hide real vulnerability? Um, I think there's a Brene Brown quote out there that I do not have memorized, unfortunately. Not yet, at least. Ooh, but, oftentimes, <laughs> <laughs> but I find that oftentimes, you know, for in open book folks, sometimes we can be like we can share a lot kind of as a means to hide the real vulnerability, which sounds counterintuitive. But I, I found that from my experience, sometimes I can just share a lot about something without actually sharing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like sharing yeah. it as a distraction from the actual thing over here. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyways, you mentioned, that's kind of my recommendation. Yeah, and it's great. It's wonderful. Um, you mentioned uh, friendships requiring effort. Mm, yes. And I think that's a great place to end um, because that's the biggest thing I've, I've noticed and specifically like with our friendship stuff, it's like, there's Mm -hmm. the other person you have to put effort. It goes into your own, like everything starts with yourself, but it's like, you have to put effort into bettering yourself and caring about yourself and taking care of yourself and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that all requires effort. Life requires effort, but friendship relationships, 
require a lot of effort. Yes. And I find that the most valuable friendships in my life, whether they, they may not be perfect, obviously they're not perfect. And even if there are parts that are, are bad, I'm going through this right now, or like parts that are challenging, you and the other person are willing and giving, like giving the effort to work through it and to be better and to try to make it work. And I think that's a big thing to remember is that, you know, this requires effort. Friendships require effort and it's a choice. It's like something like marriage, you know, people talk about, so yes. how do you, how do you make it that long? Um, and it's like, it's, it's a choice to love another mm -hmm. person and it still goes for friendships. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, it's a choice to love and care for another person and yourself. So um, I think that's something just maybe a new perspective to think about where it's like, am I actually actively choosing to put in effort into these relationships? And also, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really touch on it, but, the other thing is like, if it doesn't feel like this is something that is worth me putting effort into and like I've moved on from it, not in a bad way, um, if that's okay too, sometimes you need to move on. And it's like, if it's not, you know, something that you feel like you can put effort into, then it's also not beneficial to the other person. So something to think about. Mm -hmm. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. It requires effort and that is the basic underlying principle i'm going to read a quote from our queen taylor swift okay okay and once again this is uh if you know the youtuber that i actually edit videos for you'll see everything that i'm kind of pulling from but here's the quote and i want to bring it up just because it's such a good quote it seems to me that there's a false stigma around eagerness in our culture of unbothered ambivalence this outlook perpetuates the idea that it's not cool to want it, that the people who don't try are fundamentally more chic than people who do. But effortless is a myth. The people who wanted it the least were the ones I wanted to date and be friends with in high school. The people who want it the most are the people I now hire to work for my company. Yeah. It's, if you put it in such a beautiful way, too, in like a short amount of, amount of time, it's so, that's so awesome. How do you want to relate that to, to friendship? Exactly, and bring that over here. You know, back in high school, it was cool to not really, you know, put in effort just to be effortlessly cool and liked and popular. But the thing is, that's not reality. As you become an, as, as you know, most of our viewers will, would already know, being adults already, it's so hard maintaining friendships as an adult. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're out doing your own thing and you're like outside of school and whatnot. It's so hard to maintain friendships and requires so much effort. And so I just want to make this encouraging to you. Don't be ashamed of the effort that you put into your friendships. You know, if you like, don't be afraid of reaching out. Don't be ashamed of texting and making plans with somebody and being like, hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Mm hmm. Right. Often that can feel so weird. And I don't know why that feels weird to tell a friend that, hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. This is going to be like the highlight of my week. I really want to try to make this hangout special. Why is that weird? That doesn't have to be weird. And so I would encourage you put the effort into your friendships because effortlessness is myth. And that sums up season three, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. We will be back November 1st. Uh, and we've got great things coming. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, head on over there because we're making some changes. We're actually having a little meeting after this and talking about what's to come. And we're going to put a lot of effort into YouTube and make this more of a YouTube channel. Um, we'll still be available on the podcast stuff, but make sure you head on over there and check it out. We will see you on November 1st. Bye.
If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.